Paraktes Mishnah Yud Gimel. Hamal Veschavere, one who lends money to his friend, and the time to pay up the loan comes. But below par, the friend does not have the money to pay up. So lo yumashkenu ella bebezin. Lo yudlenu mashkenu, one cannot take a collateral against Balkocha, against the borrower's will. Vafilu michlis labezin, even if he stands outside the borrower's house, it's still forbidden. Unless he, unless he sends a shliach bezin, a messenger from bezin, the, the messenger from bezin goes and collects the mashkin, the collateral, from the low of the borrower with the permission of bezin. And the Mark explains that even the shliach bezin himself cannot enter into the house of the borrower to take the mashkin. So Sai, the lender, Sai, the shliach bezin, cannot enter the home of the lover, the borrower, to take the mashkin. One stands outside, outside the home, and the borrower brings the mashkin out to either the lender or to the shliach bezin. Shnemer, as the Pasuk says, you stand outside. And the lender, the borrower, takes his mashkin and brings it out to you. And the Gemara explains that it says, Bachutz Tamod, you're standing outside. So if, if you're standing outside, I know that the borrower has to bring you the money. So why does it say, Viha Ish? What's the extra word of Viha Ish, of the man? It's coming to include the rabbis, the Shliach Bezin. Whether the lender, whether it's the Shliach from Bezin, both of you have to stand outside. You cannot enter the borrower's home to take the collateral. You wait outside, the borrower brings it to you. You you stand outside, and the man, which is referring to the Shlech Bezin, he also stands outside. And then this, this borrower, he brings out the collateral to you. So then what's the difference? What's the difference if the lender collects the collateral or the Shlech Bezin collects the collateral? They both have to stand outside the borrower, they both cannot enter. So the, the Mishnah explains the difference between the Malav and the lender and the Shliach of Bezin, the messenger from Bezin, is that the Shliach Bezin can take the collateral even against his will. So granted, they're both standing outside, the lender and the Shliach Bezin, but the Shliach Bezin can take it against the will of the borrower once he's outside. Whereas the Malav, the lender himself, he cannot take the Mashkim and the Lova against his will. He has to give it willingly to the lender. So in both cases, if one lends money to a borrower, he cannot pay up. So one comes to collect a collateral, whether it's himself, whether it's the Shleach Bezin, they both have to stand outside. However, the Shleach Bezin can take the collateral against the will of the borrower, whereas the lender can only take it from the borrower willingly. If the lova had two kalim that equaled the value of the loan, the notes will echad umaniach echad. The, the malva can take both of them, and he returns each one to the lova when he needs it, as the mission will explain. So, for example, the lova was poor, he was an ani, and the malva takes from him a car, a pillow, and a machrisha, a plow, as a mashkin. So the malva is obligated to return to the lova, the car, the pillow, by night, so he can use it to go to sleep. And then in the morning, the lova returns it to the malva. And in addition, the plow, the malva returns the plow to the lova in the morning, so you can plow with it and work. And then in the evening, return it back to the malva. The mace, and if the lova dies, the malva does not return these collaterals to the yarshim, rather, he keeps it for himself as payment. As the Pasuk says, you return the mashkin low to the borrower, the low yarshim, not to his yarshim. The Gemara says, Even though you return the mashkin each day to the lova when he needs it, nevertheless you take the mashkin from him. Why? 
Firstly, the law is that normally Shemitah cancels all outstanding loans, all outstanding debts. However, if the Malva has a Mashkin for the Chov, Shemitah will not cancel that loan. And in addition, it should not be metatlan by the Yarshim. If the borrower dies, the lender can collect the payment from the mashkin. When the malva takes that actual mashkin, the malva acquires it. And when he gives it to the lova, it's only like a pikadon by the lova. And therefore, the malva can use it as something to collect from for the payment that the borrower was due to the, lo- to, to, to the malva. So what's the reason? another reason why we're constantly returning it to the lova? So the, the Balitosus explained, the borrower should not deny the loan. And in addition, he'll he'll pay up the chov quicker. Because he's constantly embarrassed. Every day he's got to come and collect his items. So therefore, A, because he gets embarrassed. B, so he doesn't deny the loan. C, so that the malva can acquire it. And if the lova dies, he can keep it for himself. For all these reasons, we say the malva should, return, should to take the clad off from the lova, but return it each day. Okay. Even to the Lova himself, don't return the collateral. Meaning, no, don't give it to the, to, to the Lova. Meaning, up to 30 days, you can constantly give it back to the Lova. After 30 days, after 30 days, enough with this business. Every day, it's coming back and forth, picking up his stuff. After 30 days, go ahead and sell it in Bezden. Sell the stuff that you took as a mashkin in Bezden. And collect your chov from that. The lacha does not follow like Rabbi Shmuel Whenever the lover needs it, even for a hundred days, he comes and he goes. He comes and he goes. Not to the and you cannot sell it. However, if the mashkin was from something that the lover does not need, you're not returning to him daily. So then the malvik can leave the mashkin by himself for thirty days. And if after thirty days the loan is not paid up, then he could talk of selling and pays it. Almana, a widow. Whether she's poor, whether she's rich, one cannot take collateral from her at all, even through a shliach of Beisden. As the Pasuk says, Do not take the beged of a woman, of, of, of a widow. The Rambam writes, Even at the time of the loan, do not take a collateral. But other Mephoshim explain our mission that Dafka, not at the time of the collateral, not at the time of the loan. Lady, you want to come collect a collateral because she's not paying up? There, don't take it. But at the time of the actual loan, when you're writing up the loan, then it is going to be permitted to take a loan even from a widow because that's not deemed a chovel like you're, like you're damaging her. The different approach will explain differently. Hachovel es harichayim. One who takes a harichayim, a grinder, as a mashkin. I'm talking about a hand grinder. So it's movable. You can pick it up and bring it to your house. Oiver belays that you transgress a lav. And v'chayim mishum shnei kelim. Because in a rechaim, there's actually two parts. There's the rechav, the upper stone, and there's the rechaim, which is the lower stone. Shnei, as the pasuk says, layachvol rechaim v'rechav. Do not take the rechaim v'rechav. V'kiven shapirish akasav shnei. The pasuk mentions both the rechaim and the rechav, both the two components, the upper and the lower stone. Afapishin l'machachas, even though they're doing one act, it's just one act of grinding. For each um, part of the grinder. That one's forbidden to take, and you're high because of two kalim if you take it. Here's the punchline. Any kli that you use for eichel nefesh to sustain yourself, 
for cooking, for baking. If you take a whole, you take this whole, you know, kitchen set. You chayav on each and every pot that you take. Even if both kilim are doing the same piece of work, doesn't matter. You're chayav on each kli because when you're taking a collateral, you cannot take something which is used for oichel nefesh. This is in general. Doesn't matter who the borrower is. One cannot take items of oichel nefesh, things that they use to sustain themselves as a collateral. Even if you're, even if you're turn in the morning, doesn't matter. It's forbidden. It's a blanket rule. And not only that, we break we break down what you took. If what you took is a spoon, that's one lav. If you took like a grinder, which is comprised of two components, then you're over two lav for that sin. Shneva, the Pasuk says, you're taking his soul, you're taking his livelihood when you take things that are oichel nefesh. Things of oichel nefesh will always be forbidden. You take other things, you take his pillow, you know, etc. And then, of course, like we said earlier, you return it when he needs it, and then he gives it back to you in the morning, like the Mishnah explained. All right, that wraps up Perak Tess. Moving on to the final Perak, Perak Yud, Mishnah Aleph. You have a house and you have an attic of the house. So one fellow lives downstairs, one fellow lives upstairs. And the house falls down. And now you cannot recognize from the destructed house which portion belongs to the downstairs resident and which portion belongs to the upstairs resident, meaning the, the walls, the stones of the wall. You know, we don't know who goes to who. For example, it fell down at night and then people of the Rosh came, they came and they, they cleared everything up. So, how do we divide this destroyed house now? So, they just both divide the wood, the stone, and the dirt according to the height of their walls. Of You know, let's just say the guy, bottom guy had a 10-foot uh, ceiling, the upper guy had a 7-foot ceiling. So, you just divide accordingly. So, here the mission is coming to teach us uh, a second point. So, let's just say, for example, the house fell down, and you could recognize which chilek goes to who. For example, if it imploded, and it just fell down and, 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 and got crushed, so we can recognize that the Avanam Hatachot, the lower stones, belong to the uh, downstairs resident, whereas the upper stones belong to the upstairs resident. If the house fell to its side, we can recognize that the outer stones belong to the upper resident, the inner stones belong to the lower resident. And then according to that, you would divide the stones. Therefore, in Mitzvah Avanam Nishtab, if some of the stones cracked or broke, we look, whose stones would be the ones that should be breaking? If you're dividing the, the, the lot over there, you want to take complete stones. You don't want broken stones. So how do you divide it? If it imploded, obviously, the lower stones are the ones that are the cracked ones. The upper stones are the ones that are complete. But if the house fell to its side, then obviously, it's the upper ones that had the high, the stronger impact to the ground. Those are the ones that broke, and the lower ones are the ones that are complete. And therefore, you divide it accordingly between the lower resident and the upper resident. What happens if one of the residents recognizes some of the stones that did not break, that they belong to him? So then, you can take them. Even though they're big, if you have something nicer than the rest of the stones, if you recognize that it belongs to you, go ahead and take it. However, Meaning, your friend will take connected what you're taking, complete stones, even though he does not recognize it. And then the remaining, they'll divide accordingly. And the Gemara explains that we're talking about a case. His friend is admitting. The stones that you recognize, they're yours. Keep them, because hate. But on the rest, he says, I don't know. I don't know about the rest. So he's admitting to part of what's going on over here, and therefore he's chayat to make a shvua. But because he cannot make a shvua, because he says he doesn't know, Chayev Ula Shalim is obligated to pay. 
So like we said, the first guy that recognizes takes what he wants, then he will take uh, he will take stones equal to what the first guy took, and then the remaining they'll divide accordingly. He says that everything, I don't know anything. He doesn't say, yes, the stones that you're pointing to are yours. He says, I don't know about any of the stones. So then, how are you nishbah swears? Eshvua midirabana rabbinic shvua. The Yitaka does not know. The Cholkim bishavan, he'll divide everything equally.